Okay, so we raised a question that was sent in a few months ago, which I said I was going to get to, and it actually goes together with the question we began last week. And both of them will be a perfect segue into the next sugya of Ksevis Kaka, which is tattoos. So even though some people are away, I want to catch up on the recording. So the question sent in, I'll leave the name out, but I'm not sure if he wants me to mention it. I'll find out later. My five-year-old asked me why they use batons and races. Pretty sharp question from a five-year-old. I don't know if she was machavin. Batons. So how do you describe a baton? Something very Greek-looking, taken from the torch that they used to use, which we'll get to. It's a long uh, stick, and that's the minig, which is a, not a great word over here for what they did during races. The five-year-old wasn't Mechaven, Tani Shailun Kukoseyan, or anything like that. They j- just, she just wanted to know, I don't know, he or she, why don't they just run and tap the next person in the relay race? I can think of logistical answers why that's not a good idea. You have to start going up to the guy and tapping him. You didn't touch, you didn't touch him. It's probably easier to relay a It's also long. better proof that you actually... Yeah, right, exactly. You have to start calling it. He did touch, did touch, touch too hard. I, I, I can think of... Great answers which would really solve the problem and it wouldn't be elsewhere at all. Unfortunately, none of those answers are correct and there's only one historical backdrop here. Uh, so this five-year-old asked the father and the father apparently was listening to the Chukasem Shirem from all back and he wanted to know is using a baton in a race a problem with Chukasem. So again, if you weren't involved in the Sukkot a few years ago, you might think that's a very strange idea. How can using a baton be a problem? But if you're well-versed in uh, where the parameters of these things come from, it's certainly a good Shiloh. And just a small excerpt for, um, there's a lot written on batons, uh, but everybody's in agreement where it comes from, and it's not because we don't know how to call it, if we touched it, didn't touch it, and logistically it's easier. Unfortunately, it all comes from the ancient Greeks. Most of these sports, the Olympics, we spoke about the Olympic torch, all this was embedded in Abodazara and created to make a big deal about the body, which was the main focal point of the Greeks and the Umasalam, and that's why we fought Hanukkah and won, hopefully. And their focus is on the physical, and it was involved in their Avodah and the fire gods and the torch. And part of this baton, baton sounds like it's a gilgul of handing over the torch, handing something to somebody else, but the entire setup of racing was from the same Avodah uh, type exercises and where the Olympics uh, came into being and we'll go back in a minute does that that's the Asid Olympic torch but just read to what it says in, in ancient times races were very fashionable especially during funerary celebrations uh, some reason the Odebarazar were very into besides fire and gods and all sorts of spooky things into dead bodies and spirits and I guess a Kisha you know, comes to the territory Main objective was to bring the sacred flame, I kid you not, to a certain place in the hills of the place through torches. With times, the races evolved into a race that went from one altar, that's a mezbeach in English, to another. For example, in the races held in Athens, and they have uh, historical documentation for all this, it wasn't that long ago. The races held in Athens, the torch was lit on the altar of Eros. I'm not particularly familiar with that particular Avodazar, but. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to talk about it because I, that's the reason I want to talk about it. But 
that, that unfamiliar I'm not, but uh, I didn't want to claim I was very familiar either. Uh, and I was taken to Plato's Academy. Now, why they're mixing up Otozara with the intellectual thing? <laughs> this is very loaded, this stuff. That's a different Yeah, very loaded. <laughs> That's right. Right, right. You walked in just at the right time, you know. So, um, so this is, this is wild. I, this is like, this was, they were relaying it. They're having a race, all these races came. This is straight from Chukazaku. Now, What's a Tzad Lahakol? You're all itching, there must be a Tzad Lahakol because he had relay races at camp and some pretty from camps. I don't know if you did it, you didn't, but if you did, I'm burning it. Well, what's a Tzad Lahakol over here? So I'll remind you, and this is crucial, I'm taking a year's worth and boiling it down to two paragraphs, but the Asaitistic Machlekes and the Sugya of what triggers the Asaitistic saying boils down to Shita Sagra that holds that if we wouldn't have made it up based on our own logical conclusions, we picked it up from them, it's an Isidoraisa. Which means, even if it's not rooted in Avodah Zara, it never was, even if it's not rooted in Pritzus, Kishuf, Gaiva, none of the other things that Ramah is going to talk about, if it's ridiculous and we wouldn't have thought of it ourselves. And even within the Gra, we mocked it, if you recall, sushi, because it was Nasser. Why do we eat sushi? It is, does come from a culture of the Goyim and a certain place in the world where they used to eat a lot of rice. Now they have other issues, but you know, they're working on it, and it was a thing that was in abundance, so they were creative. That doesn't answer it. We're eating it because we think it tastes good. If you think it tastes good, if you're eating it to copy them, and uh, maybe Ashkofi, that's not so sound, but food, very hard to ask for Hukosan. That's why sushi is much even according to the guy, and even though perhaps you wouldn't have thought of it ourselves. You remember a couple of you were arguing the Jews invented it? Well, that's not really true. Even though the Goyim invented it in pizza as well, it doesn't answer it, even according to the Goyim. But almost everything else, if it's ridiculous and it's a funny custom, why would you think of it? That's the Goyim. Problem is, from what we just read, and everybody's masking him, this is the history, the Ramah brings two sheetahs, it's a big mahasachronim, what the Ramah holds, the Maisad, the both, either or, or only one of them, puts the Ram that if it's rooted in Avodah even if we don't know it is, but it might be, and the default position is that if it's strange, it probably is, and we have proven that over the series of the Shirim a hundred times over, uh, come out without fail, then it's also anyway, and then he quotes Marik that if it's not, certainly not a Vodazara, but it's rooted in Gaivar, Shachatz, and Pritzus, even though it's not Pritzstick enough necessarily to Aser else the Pritzus, it's still lost if it's a Gaishazach. So those are the three Shittas, the Ramah brings down two of them, the Gaim brings down the third, how far the Machlekes is within the Shitta, we spent a long time on, we're not going to go over now. Over here, we have a number of problems. Passing a baton is certainly not something we would have thought of. I don't know if we would have thought of racing in the first place. We're so used to it, people. I know you're all shocked. Racing, that's like so human. No, it's not. It's not even American. It's Greek. We just, uh, Kahanim weren't racing. They were <laughs> running up the ramp. That we have. We race to shul. You're allowed to run on Shabbos if you're running to shul. You're running to a shear. That's not called racing. That's not a relay race. Relay base, you would never dream up in a million years of being the base. You say, Race? Yeah. But not a relay. Racing is exercise. You run around. It's okay, a baby. Whoever gets the. But good, but that, again, all that was Zriza Medimel Mitzvah. But relay races, you never thought of the fact that, for Chukka saying, remember, this will you've got to step back. For anybody listening who wasn't, go back and listen to the year of the Shirim and you'll understand this. You have to step back and say, well, forget the fact I'm American, I'm embedded in society, which we are. Would we have invented this? 
the Gain would say probably not, and if we're not sure, we would have its ulcer. But we don't need the Gain over here. The Ron holds it as Rudin Avodah. This is Rudin Avodah's our practice. This is a practice that they did for their fire gods, and they, they ran from altar to altar, and they did fires, they didn't do batons. Batons was, maybe was used then, or was a rule of that. But it certainly comes from them in some format. It's not inherently pizza stick, you wouldn't have the Marik, but we have the Ron, which everybody says is going to be a problem. What's my Tzad Lahokal? The Tzad Lahokal is, is a huge machlekis, and this touches on a lot of Shailas. This one, I'm going to mention one more, which I've been meaning to get to for a few months. I'm glad we waited. You'll see why in a moment. And over here, perhaps if you research it, not too long, you'll find out very quickly through the Nevada which it clearly is. But what if you live in a culture where nobody associates with that at all, and it's a thousand years ago, nobody takes Greek mythology seriously anymore, and it's a dead issue, even though we found during this discussion last time that there's a whole movement in Greece with a few thousand adherents they want to bring back the gods, and they claim they're serious, although I don't think they are, because no one could be that dumb, but they claim they are, and um, that's a small meet in Greece, in America. We're not doing it because we're transferring fires or batons or people from altar to altar. Maybe it's mutter. The problem is, many Acharonim say, no, it's not, because the whole thing is when it's a chashash that's rooted in Avarazar, not that we're chashash, you're doing Avarazar now, it's just the minig was a minig akum, because it came from Avarazar. What's this thing? I'm not doing it now. But others say, no, if there's no shachas whatsoever, and it just became a thing, and nobody really thinks about the source, perhaps it's mutter. And this chakira within Ramah, that we Paskin like, cuts across a few different things. Uh, when it's absolutely ridiculous, and nobody has a better reason, we had this surprised people. Remember we uh, mentioned that it's certainly not a Jewish custom to throw money away into a pond or into a fountain. That's decidedly un-Jewish. We don't throw money in a... We, that's we, why like, it's we like, so bad for us when we do it. Uh, that's right. It, it's it's, it's, it's also, and it's rooted. We know they used to do it in Europe because they couldn't find water. When they found it, they put it on Geshka there too. You could argue, well, now in Central Park or in Rockefeller Plaza, nobody associates with that. And just told me, yes, Gamoy, I don't know, Tom, Minigab is saying to be a date. Well, that sounds like Chukka's saying. So the going with certainly holds us lesser. Why start up with a grow? I don't see any reason if I was a camp director and I have various types of races, why not think of this on my activities? I wouldn't lachatila jump into this. The guy would hold the problem. Why you dafka doing this funny thing? You get up to here and you hand me this thing and there's regulations. What you have? Uh, you look like you're into relay races. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because if you do it the other way, the other way is the next, never one person holds the next and next, and you, and you go by just touching. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're presupposing that the relay race is normal and the baton's the problem. I, I, sports, that's not true. Sports are not normal. This, you wouldn't. No, but, but the, the advantage of football is football, we know, didn't start with the Greeks. American football was invented over here. Baseball was invented over here. Racing, we don't have a problem with it. Maybe, maybe, I don't have a problem with racing as a type of exercise. I don't even have a problem with baseball. The guy would say, why are you playing baseball? It's a shtus. They made up and we never made it up. I'm not sure. The guy probably wouldn't answer that because it's a sport and they got some rules to some sport to make it fun. So these are the rules they made up. You want the you want that way. Nine innings, twelve innings. But right, but the, but it comes from. I understand. That's what Sadi said. I understand. It's a good way to do it. Then we have to get him. He touched him. He didn't touch him. He pushed him over. I, I understand the logistics, but that's not where it comes from. Let's mount the pulling. It comes from the Greeks transferring or having a race from altar to altar. Well, if you had fire, it's worse. I think the baton's better. 
I think the hand of a chala, it would look more Jewish. Or a hamatashin or something like that. Right, I don't know. How, yeah, I didn't look into it far enough to know where they got from the Torah. But I'm not sure there's an explanation for that. But it comes from the, this is in the Gullion. They say right away, it's not conjecture. Everybody says it comes from the Greeks. They were transferring from Mizbeach to Mizbeach, from, I mean, he's from Mizbeach, altar, altar, the other side. The yeah, they didn't run very far. They were standing next to the bowl, right? There was a long thing. So again, I think that's. Uh, we, I'm, even I'm guilty of the vernacular stuff because we, uh, we, we have been amazed how, uh, at least we got rid of knocking on wood straight away, right away in the sugya, I think. Uh, yeah, hitting the nail on the head, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at least not in the arms. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever. That's uh, a little shaky. But Lamaisa, I think the Tzal is, you can argue that it's so disassociated and it has no shafts whatsoever and racing is a type of activity and if we're going to mount baseball, we're going to this, uh, the baton, okay. All I'm saying is, it's certainly the five-year-old wasn't asking this, but I uh, just wanted to know why this funny rule was made up, but it, indeed it's funny and uh, this is where it comes from. I think the Tzad would be that maybe the Ramah wouldn't it because it's not associated. The second example, with again the same Tzad I like the Malamit Squis and give the possible kulos, especially if a lot of people are doing it, even though I think if you have a choice between two things, uh, you know, at least no one might be a Shaila, and that is the three monkeys. So I'm glad I waited because it's. Um, three monkeys is very complicated. Again, the history is not disputable. Three monkeys come from Avodazara in the Far East. There's nothing that's got... We know what? Well, Azal Khazar, this is new. It's a new Shaila. This is from four months ago. I just had him. I kept saying I'm going to get to it. I don't know. Oh, you know three monkeys? You guys are such Kedashim Vitaharim. I grew up in a different country. Don't worry. I grew up in this country. I know what it was till four months ago when I got the Shaila. Don't worry about it. I'm amazed. We have a group of an who learn all day and they work somewhere in between. I'm not sure. But you guys are very not involved in the world. So three, three monkeys are the three guys who now became an emoji in a different Gilgal. And if the shirim go backwards, and somebody listened to these shirim 20 years ago, they wouldn't know half the words I'm talking about. But uh, you probably don't know what an emoji is either. There are some people who never have a smartphone, and they have these little funny faces on them, and then they keep increasing the list. Uh, those are called emojis. Uh, no, I don't want to know where that word comes from, because we won't go there now. Uh, so... There's an emoji with three monkeys. Uh, the three monkeys go together as a team, uh, taken straight from Avodazar. Again, the part that's not... Some people, as I was discussing this, are people uh, months back. I think we spoke about it for five minutes Lel Shabbos when I first got the Shaila. They're walking, no, it's not from Avodazar. They're just three cute monkeys. I said, don't dispute the history. The three monkeys are from the Far East, and you go touring, which you're not allowed to do, to all the ancient Avodazara sites in the Far East, you will see statues of three monkeys all over the place. And it's from Avodazara. And it's hear no evil, see no evil. How will you say that in Chinese? And these are the three monkeys, and uh, do no evil. And they're a trio. Does that sound familiar now? Okay. See, no, and we're, by the way, we're very into that. Chavz Chaim wrote a whole safer on it. Don't listen to evil, don't talk evil, and don't see evil, and where we agree 100%. It's just that we don't have monkeys saying it, and hence the problem. The three monkeys come from an Avodazar. So it's a similar shayla. You're using, well, let me say the Tzad L'Hakal first, that I just said it, and half the people didn't know that they were even associated. They didn't know what it was, let alone associated with Avodazar in the Far East. However, the society that picked it up, picked it up from there, and they got it from their Avodah Zarah. And there's, there are books 
collectively hundreds of pages written on the three monkeys and their culture and their Gilgal and their Gilgal this and their Vodazara. It's like a whole, there's a whole matzah with these three monkeys in the last couple thousand years. This is, this is more ancient than the Greeks possibly. And yes, it comes from Avodah So here we have a funny thing. Why would you want to say something like don't talk Lashon Hara, don't listen to Lashon Hara, or something like that with monkey emojis if you could quote the plastic, it's cuter, but I'll get to the other possible solutions. But the fact that you don't know two those are, it's clear they got these monkeys from the Far East where they existed. That's the same problem. So the Tzad might be that maybe even according to the Ran, according to the Ramah, if there's no Shaykh in a different continent, nobody worships that over here, it's not known over here, we don't know the history, and therefore, and there are sheets, it's all like that. And that would be the Tzad Lahokol. With that said, I was asked when a very hush of a person called me from a very hush of an organization, and they wanted to know whether anything improper, and they're great people, they, they asked the shah, they want to know anything improper about using them because they're well-known, well, I thought they were well-known, uh, they thought they were well-known, but they're somewhat well-known as emojis that if somebody starts text, texting you or emailing you or something like that, some Lashon Hara, which I'm sure you never experienced, but does happen somewhere in the world, uh, you can politely, delicately, instead of giving them heavy mutzer, you shegets, you rosh amusha, I don't want to hear your Lashon Hara, you could just send them back a three-monkey emoji and then he will do tshuva. So that uh, is a great idea on the surface of it. Shaila is, should we use an emoji that comes from Avodah in the Far East to, uh, I mean, this is like a real contemporary Shaila. Like you couldn't get more contemporary than this. Uh, it's a Syria Shaila. So when they called me, this is a Syria Shaila because they sort of did it, they're great people and they asked the Shaila and, they, and there is a Tzad Lahakul and they might say they'll be Michael, I don't know where they're holding now. Uh, your Vart um, your was discussing it, I don't know if you saw me. Uh, think, think back, not your Vart, as in your Vart, your, your daughter's Vart. Uh, uh, think back, you'll figure it out. Uh, so uh, you, David. Uh, you'll, you'll think about it. So um, he, didn't, he wasn't talking Lashonar. I didn't give him any emojis, don't worry about it. But uh, Lamaisa, it's, it's a pretty scary shayla. Because here we have something that is clearly from a Gaisha source, from Avarazara, but now being used in a country in the Western world, the Chinese are probably using it by now also, but being used by us without any association whatsoever. But that is a Machalik Zacharin, how to learn this Ramah. That's not Pasha. So maybe we should. Everybody understand the. the now, the smiley face, I suggested, I said, I don't know too much about what emojis are out there, but there's got to be a way to have, I said, isn't there a smiley face with something like this on it? So they said, yes. So I said, what's wrong with that? It's two in your face. Okay? They don't want to insult anybody. Okay. I guess if you have monkeys, people just giggle. I think all emojis should be awesome just in general. I, that's, that's why I said, this is assuming somebody has a smartphone and they're, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving a hesher on any of this over here. All I'm saying is, is that here we, it's a, it's a great Shiloh to put the parameters. The Vilma going would say, why in the world? You would never think of using a monkey to express something. Especially, uh, we're not into evolution. Right? We, we've never used a monkey. <laughs> So the Vilna Gaim would certainly have an issue with this. Why are you picking this up from the Gaim? So why start up at the Gaim if you don't have to? You see, you say, okay, we pass night to Ramah. Okay, you don't have to be Machmer for the Gaim, even though in this Sugi is a Shadow, it's the Reza. Why would you want to start up at the Gaim? But even in the Ramah, it's not so Pashat. And that's, in that way, it's very similar to the Bataan. So, Lamaisa, if somebody asks you, you hear a rumor in a week from now, I heard there was a Shir in Rabbi Vana Asad relay races and Batans and emojis. I, I'm saying the Tzad Lahokon, the Tzad Achmer, but. It's a serious shayla, and there are a few more examples that cut across this same chakir in the Ramah and what the Gain would aser and wouldn't aser. So, with that, 
the last part of the Chukasem, if you remember, three years ago when we spent the year on Chukasem, afterwards we went to Los Sulbush. Los Sulbush was very related because all about the Galicia culture, and that's how we segue. We spent a good six, seven, eight months on that. There was one small sugya, it's not that small, one small fascinating sugya that I still wanted to get to that was related, but after that we got into Kishuf, and then we got into uh, magic, and then we got into medicine, and then we stayed on the medicine, and I, I went into the uh, Tintam Anefesh, and that's where we've been. So I'd like to go back to finish off for the Shleimus HaSogya. The very last thing, probably not the very last, we'll find one more, but say the very last thing is going to be tattooing. Keep in mind, as we get into the Sugya, you're going to have a million questions when we start, as you always do. Keep in mind, when you first read the Pesukim, which we're going to do tonight, it's not at all apparent, and many claim it's not true, that this has anything to do with the law of Chukaseim. There's a separate Issa Deresa to tattoo yourself. Is this related to Chukaseim? So the short answer is, well, there are three choices. Either it's not, or it is because of Chukaseim, or when you tattoo yourself, you're over the Issa Deresa tattooing and Chukaseim, with two sets of Maltis. That's a mouthful, and I will try to get to all of that. But it is somewhat totally in the Sugya, according to many Shittas. Yes? So before we start, son heard a shear, right? It was from Lawrence Kellerman, you know the shear on uh, Xmas? Did anyone hear that? Yeah, okay, so he doesn't like it, I hope. No, 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 it's like he, he finds deep, deep liqueur. Of course, everything we do is the, the, the tree. Even for uh, yeah. uh, Coca-Cola. But I'm saying, but you don't have to, so anything to do with it is going to be Coca-Cola. You don't need a shear on, okay, so I'm on so, the so December really 25th for that. Make a case for are you talking about the emoji? What, what are you asking on? I'm saying it's not that hard. Ossering Coca? No. You can't oser Coke. That would be very un-Jewish. Uh, <laughs> you can't. I, 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 white colors came from Santa Claus. What, what, are the, what are the colors of Coke? No, it's the white. opposite. What? Santa Claus was red and white because of Coca-Cola. Oh, something like that. No, so no, that's a big difference. That's a very that's marketing. We're not going to ask it out. It's marketing. I, I did mention during the the Chukasam shear that around December time, it's probably not a great idea to have a Shabbos Suda with the stuff with Santa and the sleds and all right in front of you as you're singing mirrors. It just not. It doesn't feel gishmak. It's not usher technically because he doesn't exist. But you know, it's just not very Heimish, That's all. So that's why you have so you have a year shear. Go back and listen, and we went through each case, and we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some more. That's yeah, okay. We, live in a we have to all move to Yushalayim and then get rid of the buildings there that don't uh, really belong. Um, that's a misadvice on to itself, but I don't want to be accused of inciting any um, whatever. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go on to the copy in front of you, and we will begin the sugya now. Let's start with the psukim as we always do. It's interesting because, again, it's one semen in Shulchan Aruch, but so is Chukasem. One simon doesn't mean, one simon lays out the rules, and there are a lot of our friends that discuss the parameters, and this particular subject became more Nogea than it ever was like Hukasayan because of makeup and permanent makeup, a semi-permanent makeup, but there are a lot of things going on in the last 10, 20 years that really revived this, because otherwise, Heimish people from people weren't really getting tattoos. I do want to bavarn one ridiculous... Uh, I'll tell you where it came from, what I believe it came from, but some misconception uh, that not yet from people, by and large, have, and that is if you get a tattoo, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. You ask anybody who like, just knows very little, they don't know if they the Dibris, but they don't know if you get it, you've heard that before? So that has absolutely no source whatsoever. 
I'm guessing the reason that got so entrenched, embedded, so tattooed in our national psyche, because somebody's grandmother, somebody's brilliant grandmother, saw her grandson a little bit teeter-tottering off the derech of Mother's lawn, and she saw what was coming. She saw the motorcycle one day, and then she saw the helmet, and she saw what was coming, and she said, if you get a tattoo, we're not going to bury you in a Jewish cemetery, and that stopped him. And that's Gavaldi. It's just not true, but it's, uh, you know, if it worked, then it saved him from getting a tattoo. It, it, the Musa Shaboy, which is self-evident, it's just so painful. Why anybody, there's not to do with Jews, I am, why anybody would do something on a whim that is with you for the rest of your life and you can't change it is so beyond me that I'm happy it's so beyond me. I can't, I like understanding the psychology of somebody who does an Avera or somebody who wants to do for a guy who's not an Avera. It's mutter for the guy. Well, probably. Uh, we'll find one sheet that was ashkafically sound for them or not. But I can't even understand the mindset. Even a teenager, a teenager that's known to be flippant, not the ones sitting here, but the ones who sometimes make rash decisions, don't they realize you put this in? You, the real Ksevizkakeh, this isn't going anywhere without a lot of pain and agony, and even then it's not a great job. And we're going to discuss that. Is there a chiv to take it off? The whole thing is such a muster. You do something and you, like, you're stuck. So we have tshuva, and the person does this, the right, of course he can be buried in a Jewish cemetery, with the tattoo, without the tattoo. It's one lav, it's, a lav is a lav, it's a terrible thing. The person does tshuva and can't take off the tattoo, we'll discuss at length, is there any chiv, any need to take them off, but it has nothing to do with the Jewish cemetery, and somebody's grandmother really, really thought of a great one, but it has no shaykhist anything. There's no makar whatsoever, and we bury almost everybody in a Jewish cemetery, and even if he's not holding, so we have different parts of the Jewish cemetery, he's not allowed to bury a Russia next to a tzaddik, he's not allowed to bury a relative Russia next to a relative Russia, or a Bainani, and a uh, less relative Russia, or a bigger tzaddik, and we have many gradations, but nothing to do with tattoos. So you can uh, tell your third cousins the good news that um, one has nothing to do with the other. And the Isser starts. Let's uh, start on page one. I went a few seconds back because I want to show you the context. Some of this sounds like it has what to do with Kishuf and Avodah and Chukosein, which is what gives some of the idea that it does. We covered that. Magic, Kishuf, and the like. We covered that as well. We, we will get back to part of it. As the Ramam says that uh, the Galacha needs to do it, and that's why the Torah and the tour. Asked the Rambam, why is he saying a reason we're not there? It's time of the Quran anyway. Keep that in mind, that's going to become, we're going to go over that because it's very nagay over here. Because here, the tour who attacks the Rambam over there, why the Rambam mention the name? It's not the Marin of Uchim. Why do you mention the reason? It doesn't make a difference with the Galacham. We don't care who did it. And he says, Exeris Akasa, which it is. And the Rambam agrees, Pashtus. The tour over here in Gesay Kaka says the Galim did it. Doesn't even quote the Rambam. Why over here does he mention it? And by. Pasarish and shaving and Pasasak and does he attack the reason? So that's the coming attractions. The Sarat Lanefesh cutting into the skin, this Nakasev is Kakiya, they used to do this for their Avodazaras or for Mason. And the Mason part was a sign of grief, which the Terry doesn't want you to do because we have our Avelis, Rahmal Islam when it's Nagaya. There's a process, there are signs of grief, there's Kriya, but on a beggar, not on the body. And to do what the Gaim did by, by cutting themselves, that was considered by the Torah to be overboard. Not considered. It's in the race. You can't wound yourself. It's part of the tattooing issue also. 
I'll discuss if you remind me why that's not highlighted. This is Pashat. Save this kaka latitna bachem ani Hashem. And then to round it out, it's cutting yourself for, for tsar, for grief, for Avelis. And then there's the shaving and the razor and the pasarosh. And then there's Ksavis Kakalotidim Bechemani Hashem. You'll notice that this is not right together with the Pasuk of Chukas Amos Alehu. So the jury is going to be out, which is why it's going to be a very big machlek, because a lot of Nafkaminas. Is this a direct example of Chukasayim, then why is the Torah giving us another example? Just say Chukasayim. We'll figure out what Chukasayim is. It's difficult to figure out, but we'll figure it out. It's, it's, it's clearly, it's a separate love. The Nafkamina under Chukasayim, is it also Chukasayim? Or is it regulated by Chukasayim if you're not doing it to copy the Goyim? That last thing is a big Nafkamina. would be a tremendous Chiddush, but we will yet discuss it. We're not normally Dorish time in the crop. The I'll just take care of uh, one more thing that I just mentioned, and that is the wounding yourself. You're not allowed to cut yourself, wound yourself, and it's in his derisa. You're not allowed to be matar yourself, and Navi, the Nazir has to, has to um, do some type of truth, he brings a carbon or some kapara, for even causing himself tsar by withholding wine, which was a staple in those days, and he caused himself tsar, he did it for a reason, he saw that he was doing his Yetzirah, and he accepted his ears, whatever his cheshma was, but he needs even some kapara, that wasn't direct havala, that was just withholding Something that most people depend on for they drink with breakfast, lunch, and supper. So, Maisha, you can't wound yourself. Ramesha has many chuvas. I think we saw one of them in the context of dieting. Ramesha discusses whether it's mutter to diet based on this sugya about the nausea. You're causing yourself tsar. And Ramesha says, for Nashim, who, and it's not a criticism, it's a comment, it says they're more into the weight uh, for, the, for the looks, and that's fine for Nashim. Might be a little silvish for Anashim if they're. Go overboard, not for health reasons, just for vanity, but for women it's important. And he says, Mutter, obviously you don't not tie yourself too much. Uh, he talks about plastic surgery, which is normally ulcer to make yourself look better as ulcer. If you're, Baruch Hashem, 160 years old, and you look it, which is wonderful. Halabai, by all of us, we should all get to that. And look the age to start having all sorts of procedures and operations and facelifts and uh, Botox and all the other things we discussed in uh, the Losilbush here. Besides the Losilbush issue of being too vain for a man, it's also Hashkavli, not appropriate. Hashem calls people to age because Hashem wants us to remind us we're not here forever and that you should always be in chuva mode and learn a lot and don't waste your time. So if you're causing bodily harm, you're taking the Kleva Kashbarhu and you're hurting it, which is also the body is here for your use. If you need it for psychological reasons, plastic surgery for a shidduch or for self-esteem, or you got to weigh it, then it's a shayla. That's a shayla like any other shayla, Syria shayla. We pierce ears. Have you ever noticed that? And uh, many people have a mini, they, I'm talking about the girls. Uh, we pierce ears, and uh, we, um, you'll say the men did it by Yitzhak's rhyme, this week's parashat. The men had a lot of jewelry. That was the mini then, it wasn't the silbush. And it wasn't Chavala, because it was the minig, and that was the norm to adorn yourself. A little piercing here and there, it pinches for a minute, and a little drop of blood, and you're good to go. Uh, many people do it when the girls are, I don't know, two months old, five months old. They say it hurts less, doesn't hurt less, they get used to it, they don't complain. That's all considered mutter. That's not Chavala. But anything invasive is a problem. Is tattooing also a problem of Chavala? Well, you could say once it's in his direction anyway, you have no right to do it. You have no right to do it, since it's a derisa. But if people are doing it because they think it's beautiful, they're doing themselves, it might be hard to argue it's chavala. 
if it's also, you could say, also, now you, we're going to get you Chabal also. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. But that's not going to be the focus of the Sogi. The focus is the Yisra Dereis itself, which we didn't even begin describing. Uh, we'll see him at Sashem tomorrow, Rashi, and Rashi will begin describing it. There's no shear, unfortunately, Wednesday night. Fortunately, there's a chasna. Unfortunately, there's no shear. So um, if you come Wednesday night by accident, you can learn. And uh, tomorrow night there will be shear, and then uh, you'll miss Hashem continue on Monday. Can you um, label this?